Welcome to Parenting Matters. We talk about Parenting Matters. Why? Because Parenting Matters. Welcome to Parenting Matters. This is Parenting Matters, where we talk about Parenting Matters. Why? Because... Parenting Matters. She was a little bit slow on that one, but... <laughs> uh, I wanted it to be like a, a pause. Yeah. Like a dramatic that pause. Was a, you, well, you achieved the dramatic <laughs> pause. I... Uh, speaking of dramatic, nobody can see us this week, which is exciting. You're only <laughs> that's uh, you do look fabulous today. In case everybody wants to know, it's not like she rolled in here in her, you know, work clothes or something. I mean, I guess they are technically. It doesn't matter. Regardless, you can't see us because we're just on podcast form because this is more of a podcasting format. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. That's right, and yeah, we are so I'm, thankful for the audience yes. of people that we have that are listening. Uh, share. With your people, tell people about Parenting Matters. Tell them how to find it. There's a little button. If you're an Apple podcast, it's easy to share. If you're in Spotify, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how you do it in Spotify (laughs) because I don't know anything about Spotify podcasts, but I know that they're there. Uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm, all of those great places where you can get your podcasting fix on. Subscribe to us. Uh, Give us five stars. Yeah, give us some good ratings (laughs) and uh, thanks. We want to say thank you in advance. Today we are talking about Self-esteem, Tanya. Talk to us about self-esteem in child rearing. Yes. So first I want to clarify that there's a difference between self-esteem and false confidence. So we don't Mm. want to build false confidence Mm. in our children, but we do want them to have healthy self-esteem. So if I spend all my time talking to my kid about how he's going to be a major league player in baseball and he's going to be an all-star and he's 4'11 and weighs 112 pounds, which he's not. He's way bigger than that now. But that's building false, false confidence, confidence instead of self-esteem. Right. There's nothing wrong with encouraging them to be as good as they could possibly be. Yes. But to create a sense of false confidence, you're setting them up for failure. I agree. Okay. Yes, that is true. So self-esteem is really just feeling value in yourself, which, you know, especially as, as Christ followers, we see that in Scripture that we have value to God. And so that's really what self-esteem is about is um, helping your your children see that they have value as a person, as an individual, and most of all, value to God. And so it's it's on a deeper level than than false confidence or um, maybe some pride or things of the world. Like I'm so awesome, you know. That's not really what self esteem is about. Yeah, self esteem is about having you know a, a feeling of value in yourself mm-hmm. that is real, right? And it's not based on anything. Right. Other than, well, if you're, again, like you said, if you're a Christ follower, you know that you're created in his image and you right. are perfect regardless of what the world might tell you. That's right. That's the thing that we struggle with as parents. Right. And as kids, as for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you are, if you're a parent who struggles with self-esteem, then you completely understand it. The problem is if you struggle with self-esteem, your kids are probably going to struggle with it too. That is true. Because you were modeling that if you are in front of your child saying, oh, my gosh, look how fat I am Mm -hmm. or I'm the worst dad ever, whatever you're saying, you are modeling for your child low self-esteem. And you need to speak over yourself that I am valued, that I am I am good as I am for who I am. The best way to do that uh, is to fake it until you make it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, If you struggle with self-esteem. Don't say, I'm going to talk to my kids and work my kids' self-esteem when I get mine under control. Right. You're too late. you you got to work on you for sure, but you can't right. push off your responsibility to raise and a self-worthy kid. Right. So you got to start 
and doing all that some time of these you're waiting, you're again modeling poor self-esteem. So not only are you not helping them have good esteem, you're actually teaching them to have bad self-esteem. So you're working against yourself there. So don't put it off. So what are they some of the things that they can do? If you're struggling with teaching self-esteem to your kids, what are some of the things that you would suggest that they do? For the parent themselves or Both. to help any, the child? Any of them, but specifically with the kids. But if the parents yeah. have needed to, what, is, what would they do? I think helping your child learn to do things, helping them to be confident in, thing, confident in things. Um, again, not telling them they're going to be the all-star baseball mm-hmm. player, but you can certainly help them um, learn to bat or catch or mm-hmm. whatever and and help them to acquire that skill where they have some confidence there of I can do things. And it, it can yeah. be a wide range of things. It could be athletic-based or it could also just be um, things around the home or crafts or um, whatever your kid is into, but help them learn how to do things and, and find confidence in that. And as you're helping them, um, praise them on yeah. how well they're doing. Encouraging words are, yes. and again, there's a fine line between yes. the false confidence that you yes. can create and the self-esteem. When you're using yeah. encouraging words, you be very loving and intentional with what you say um, because because that's what matters. Right. The kid knows that they're valued regardless of their performance or regardless of skill or whatever. Right. That's a very important thing. And what you say matters. So you can say to a child, you're awesome. And the first time it's going to feel good. The 20th time you say it, they're going to be like, whatever, they're my mom. They have to say that, (laughs) you know, but if you're specific in your praise and also if you praise like how hard they work or some of those underlying things that aren't necessarily like, oh, you're so great at baseball, but man, you have been out there practicing for five hours and I'm so proud of you that you're putting in this hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've struggled with that through parenting. Um, I was a fairly athletic kid, and my son l- didn't love sports at all <laughs> uh, for a long time. Now he's loves sports, and I can't make him stop. Yeah. Uh, but before, when he was young, he was just not interested. Uh, but he was really good at other things, but he wasn't interested in sports. And so when I'd say, hey, let's go watch a football game, or hey, let's mm-hmm. go outside and throw, or let's go... He was not interested. Right. And that drove me crazy because that's what I was interested right. in. Right, right. But I couldn't force him into that, and I didn't want to force him into that. I right. wanted to encourage him in what he liked to do. Yes. And one of the things that he's always liked to do is play video games, and he's always liked to – he's always been really good at math. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at either of those things, <laughs> and I never really had a passion for either <laughs> of those things. And so I had to, I had to develop yeah. uh, strategies to encourage him and to build up his self-esteem. Right in those things and the things that he's interested in yeah, yeah. And, and still today we say those things all the time about how good he is at math and how you know how awesome he is at, at knowing certain things and remembering certain things and right uh, I still don't really encourage the video game playing as much as I <laughs> guess I should I guess uh, but I allow him to do it um, but now he now he knows sports and he knows everything about sports yeah. and, and those are the things that we encourage him on too and sometimes we discourage him because he talks too much about it but <laughs> Um, Gotta have balance. Yeah. So, but those those are things that they're real struggles, right? That it's hard because you know my daughter's a different. She's right. not at all interested in a lot of the things that I'm interested in. But she's she's got incredible amounts of talent in certain right. areas, and that's the key is finding yes. what it is that I your agree. kid is is excelling in, has gifting in, right? And, and, and encouraging there. Yeah. Don't try I, to make them be you. Right. I think parents, and not even whether you're trying to make them be you, but I think sometimes it's easy for parents to decide the things that are valuable. So maybe you weren't a good student, but you just think that being a good student is 
is highly valued. And so that's the thing you praise mm. all the time. But maybe you have a kid who who struggles at school, so they're fi- they're falling short all the time of that one value. But maybe they're very artistic, or maybe they're very mm. kind and loving and compassionate. So you really have to be careful not to only value or praise like one certain thing, um, even if it is something worthwhile and good, like doing well in school. Um, you have to help children see that we all have different gifts and each of our gifts matter. And what did you say? There's a, there's also a fine line between, you know, you don't want to lower your standards. Right. right? If your right. kid struggles in school, that doesn't mean you just go, well, guess you're not good at that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's good You know, point. you still have to encourage what is important because right. you are the parent and you know what it is that they're going to need as they grow up. Right. But at the same time, you have to be creative in the way that you use your encouraging right. words. Find those opportunities to be encouraging in if they're artistic yes. or if they're... Yes, uh, praise know, them for other things. Whatever it is that they're good at. Right. Make sure you encourage them in that, but also maintain the importance of those other things mm-hmm. that they have to work at. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it, kids tend to gravitate to the thing that they're naturally right. good at. And the reality is in life, it's important to embrace your giftings. Yes. But to be successful, you need to be able to adapt and, right. and grow in those areas that you're less yeah. than gifted in and you need work in. And that's another thing is to praise their effort. N- mm-hmm. Again, not just their results. So if they are trying really hard at school, then you praise their efforts. And, and like you said, um, even if we're not gifted in things, we're going to have to do them in life. And so we we need to praise our kids for trying hard mm-hmm. um, more than just how great they are. Even if a kid is really good at school naturally, that's awesome. But maybe they're not so good at um, being kind to their sibling. And so they have to work at that. So you have to just praise, um, you have to praise their effort as well. So those are ex- those are external things. Let's talk about the intrinsic value of self-esteem, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're obviously the encouraging words helps build the, the intrinsic value of it. Yes. But taking time to listen to your kids mm-hmm. yes. and valuing what they're talking about is is vital. My son yesterday came downstairs and he was talking about DC superheroes. I'm a Marvel guy. I don't know. Uh-oh. I know a lot about Marvel, <laughs> but I don't know anything about DC. And he was going through an incredible monologue of it was a monologue because I was only asking questions <laughs> of of these superheroes and the situation that was happening with them. It's really interesting. Flash, and I was like, <laughs> I was trying to prepare for a sermon, and, and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. I'm going to ask questions. And I'm going to be involved because it's important to him for right. whatever reason. And and even though it wasn't terribly important to me, and I, I had, I realized I had a gap of knowledge, and so yeah. I asked him all these questions, and right. I felt like it went pretty well because he, right, he, he talked it all the way through, and then he, and what my fun, my son is fun in that he gets to the end of the conversation, the parts that he wants to talk about, and then he's just like, all right, I'm out, and he leaves. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I guess we're done with that conversation. What uh, about me? He's a boy, or he's a boy, he's awkward. It's just part of it at this age. But I, I think that's a a good point. Is that the things that make us feel valued, right, are when someone invests their time mm-hmm. in us, when they listen mm-hmm. and we feel heard and understood. Yeah, um, yeah what, what he had to talk love. about had value for him to yeah. be worth coming down, talking to me about it. Yeah. And so that's the thing that you have to embrace. And, and he probably and knew you didn't hard. love that topic. So the fact that you were willing to sacrifice that time and listen, like, yeah, that makes him feel valued for sure. I hope that he thinks that way, but I think he just was like, I'm excited about this and I want to tell you about <laughs> well, it. That's fine. That's <laughs> that good. Fine. That's why that I have to fine. be ready to go, okay, hey, listen, what you're talking about is very valuable. Yeah. And what that does is when they have big things, 
Yes. They know that they don't have to keep it inside because it may be something they're struggling with and they know that you care about what it is that they're thinking and they have value uh, and their feelings matter. Then when they come up against something they're struggling with, they'll be willing to come and talk to you about those things. Right. Um, And man, that's, that's a tough thing to have to learn. And usually you have to struggle through it for a little while. Uh, If your kids aren't telling you things, they're obviously afraid that if they were to tell you, they would judge them, right. that you would yeah. be hard on them, that, that mm-hmm. you would get in trouble, or that, you know, you may be able to say, feel free to come talk to me about anything, but they're like, uh, right. I told you about something, and you kind of blew up and told me right. I was wrong. And yeah, and there's a reality. You do have to, you know, protect your kids. Right. But you can do that with validating their feelings. Yeah. Like you were saying before, you don't lower your standards on their behavior. That's right. But you can make them feel loved as you still ground them or whatever consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there is a difference between judging them and correcting them. Absolutely. And okay, so that I would say what I was just talking about goes for older kids. Yes. But kids, little ones, Mm -hmm. their feelings are just as valid. Yeah. They're just different. Right. Uh, my five-year-old worries about a lot of things and she's afraid randomly of a lot of things. And I have to stop myself from saying, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Get over and it. Why are you afraid yeah. of that? That's nothing. I'm three steps away. Why are right. you afraid? Uh, and the other day in a bathroom, I'm afraid of the bathroom. Okay, but why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just afraid just get on the toilet <laughs> and she just wouldn't do it. She was losing it. And I'm like, okay, I started losing it. Cause I'm like, just go to the restroom. <laughs> this place, there's nothing. It doesn't get any better than this. This is a bathroom. And, but there was a valid thing for her. Right. Right. And so to stop yeah. and say, okay, I, I realize this is embarrassing. Feelings, yeah. This is, doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. All fear is illogical. You should recognize that. And then say, why are, why are you feel that way? And she might say, I don't know. In fact, I think Zoe did say, I don't know. And I said, okay, but you know, we need to think about, let's think about, think through this. Is the bathroom a scary place? No. Was there anything in there that, that you saw that made you made you afraid? No. Could you have gotten hurt? No. (laughs) So do you know why maybe you were afraid? No. Fantastic. <laughs> but at least I listen and I ask her the right. questions and I think exactly. that's important. She knows that she can come to me and say, Dad, Time. I'm afraid. Yes. Uh, sometimes she uses it to her advantage because she's sometimes manipulative because she's <laughs> growing up in a house of teenagers. So she learns things she shouldn't be learning, uh, like manipulation tactics. <laughs> uh, and she's cute. So that, hard, that hurts too. And kid, by kid number five, you're like, ah, that probably that's won't cost me that much. <laughs> But I think, yeah, for little kids, they know, like, who they can trust. And they know mm-hmm. by how you spend time with them mm-hmm. again, invest in them. Also, touch, I think, is important. Uh, appropriate, loving touch is important for little kids to feel safe and yep. to feel valued. And so don't be afraid to give your kid a hug and a, mm-hmm. and a kiss. And and they won't want you to do that forever. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> so. I'm a 17-year-old. I try, uh, I don't know, I'm not a very touchy-feely guy. Yeah. And... So I have to force myself sometimes to just get in there and yeah. give a hug and, you know, mess with them. Every once in a while I'll jump on her on the bed or something like that because she hates it and I love that. <laughs> and uh, 
wrestle around with her a little bit because it's, you know, I know she likes that. Yeah. And so you do have to push yourself outside of the comfort you zone do. a little bit to bring value to them. Right. But like we've said in a lot of things, authenticity mm-hmm. is important. You have to recognize that in that weakness in yourself. I recognize that I'm not a touchy-feely person. Right. Which is odd because my son is very touchy-feely. Yeah. My nephew is. And I'm like, oh, man. I got a hug again. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> fine. I love you, buddy. I really do. Dad just shows it in a different way. I just, I wish that. I w- and so I force myself. Like, yeah, right. you do it. Right. And I think all this is going to be uncomfortable, like you said, because as adults, most of us have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So to be yeah, able to. It's true. It's crazy, right? It I, is. We, yeah. I've been dealing with that a lot lately. Of just the level of self-esteem in adults. And I, I'm one of them. Yeah. But just to find, to I constantly wrestle with my own value and right. worth. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in the way that you feel. Right. And that's why it's important to have people that you talk to yeah. about it. Because yeah. if you bottle it all up inside, then it's going to transfer to your kids. Yep. So you if have you to be, able, it, yeah. be willing to say, I'm not perfect. I struggle with this. I don't, I honestly don't feel like I'm valuable. Yeah. And man, that's a huge burden release when you know you can talk to somebody. And guess what? Your kids are feeling the exact same thing. Yeah. When they, they can they be are. less than perfect around you, that's an incredible burden release that they don't have to meet that expectation that is unrealistic and that you probably haven't even put on them, right. I hope. But they put on them themselves but, yep. because they look at you they and they go, it. he's yeah. or she is so good and perfect that I have to be this way. Right. You need to make sure they know that that's not the case. Yeah. I think, too, like something that's helped me a lot in the past year or two is really going back to Scripture. So for me, mm-hmm. like we all have different issues of our self-esteem that we deal with through it's different. The scripture you choose will be different every time. But I was telling my friend this the other day, like it really helped me to um, just have some scriptures I can hold on to, like mm-hmm. no. And then I know, so in myself, I don't feel good enough, but if I go to the scripture, I can't really argue with it because I proclaim that the scripture is truth. And so you can't, I can't argue with that. Right. So like if, if the, if the Bible says it, then I and myself, I can't argue against that. I can argue against myself like, Oh, I'm not good enough at that. Um, but I can't argue against what the scripture, the scripture. says. And so that has helped me a lot to find certain scriptures that address these different self-esteem issues that I have. So do you have some that you could share with us that we could possibly put on? Getting personal. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) So that's what we're doing here is a podcast. Give us just give us one that's like less personal. I don't know what that would be in scripture. It's all out there. It's in the Bible. But so for like I struggle with feeling loved. I feel like I am not loved. And so. Isaiah 43 um, verses one through four mm-hmm. really speak to, you know, I have called you by name. You're mine. This is mm-hmm. God speaking to me. So I cannot deny that God loves me. When I look at that scripture, I can look at it and I can go back to that and I can't argue with it. Right. Um, it says, you know, for, um, for your precious, precious and honored in my sight and I love you. Mm-hmm. And so when I start to feel that, when I start to feel like I'm not loved, then I go back to scripture and say, well, at least God loves me. <laughs> and, That's right. and there's no arguing with that scripture. I can argue yeah. with people like, well, she did this. Does she really love me? He did that. You know, is that love? But I cannot argue with the word of God. And that's so that's right. just kind of one. And that's good. Example. I mean, think about it. That's that's something that all kids, one, all parent people, people need yeah. to truly hold on to is how much God loves them mm-hmm. and that he's he has made them complete, lacking nothing. Right. And he loves them. And, and I think that if we truly took that to heart, like you said, and said, this is what scripture said, and I know that this is true, and I believe this to be true, Mm -hmm. so I have to believe this, even though I don't feel it right right now. Yes. I have to It goes a long way. And, I mean, think about it. That would be a great thing to put in your kid's lunchbox Mm -hmm. to say, you know, hey, when you're feeling down, I want you to know that this is true. I feel the same way about you as God does, and we love you unconditionally, and regardless, 
of how you feel about yourself or what anybody else might say. This is the truth of how I feel about you yep. and who you really are. I think another one is Romans 8, 1. I opened a mm. gate. Here we go. I know. She's going to start Sorry. really sharing. I love it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Don't apologize. It took, a while, it took a while to work that in. I love it. <laughs> but Okay, sorry. That was uh, Romans. Romans 8, 1. Yes. There's no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ. So again, I'm very hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Or if I mess up, I'm like, man, I can't believe I messed up. I'm such oh. an idiot. Like, oh. why does God forgive me? You know, and then I just... Or how? Remember, how can how? God forgive yeah, me for like, these and things? And I keep doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, but so that scripture is just a good reminder. Um, for us that there is no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, it doesn't affect his love for us when we make mistakes. Man, that's good stuff. It's good for me. It's good for a lot of people yeah. that are listening because, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, my personality type doesn't like making mistakes. I don't think anybody yeah. likes making mistakes, nope. but mine constantly thinks about it. I'm like yours. Mine yeah. thinks about it all the time. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I, the other week, a couple yeah. weekends ago, I made a mistake on some posting. I didn't even make a mistake. I made a mistake. I ruined my day. Yeah. And I get it fixed and it was fine, but yep. it ruined my day because I, I want to be perfect and I, my expectations yeah. are perfection and that's, no. that's where the falling is. It is. It is. Because you can't be perfect. Yep. And, and you need to ask for help. Yep. And, and if it wrecks your whole day, like, and where, I'm the same way, so I get Where it, are you pulling your value from? Right. Right. If you're worried so much that it wrecks your entire day because somebody might have been upset, then... Yeah, I know. Trust me. I had to do a lot of soul searching on that. <laughs> still struggling with it because I know that it's it's still the same. My value right. is tied to performance and right. and to... It's not, but that's how you feel, right? Uh, yeah, you exactly. You feel that your value is tied to performance. And yeah, that's, that's what, the reality of it. It's yeah. truly not. It yeah. doesn't change the way that my kids love me and my wife loves me right. and, and the people that are around me love me. It's something you put on yourself. It is. It is. And your kids are feeling the exact same thing. It is. It may not be right, and it definitely isn't probably what you've told them, but that's the way they feel. And who knows where these things come from, right? Like, yeah, well, it's just a lie have, of sin that yeah. is in within all of us, and yeah. Satan uses these things to tempt us to try to pull us away from the truth yeah. of what that's is right in love. That's deep. And that's that's you were constantly on guard. Mm-hmm. You have to be constantly on guard Dude. on those things. And the, the crazy thing is when you think you are on guard or when you think you're in a good place, that's when you usually get jumped on the most. Yeah. Or when you're kind of sitting comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's when things, the enemy comes and shakes them up. <laughs> yeah. So there's other things too. So part of self-esteem is also just letting your kids experience boredom. Mm. to not constantly be filling their time. That is really good. But let them start experiencing, how can I be creative in this moment? Yeah. That I don't have to fill all my time with something, but I can right. actually be in this place with nothing to do. Right. Which is another lie that I think the world is constantly telling us. you got to constantly be going, going, going. Or yeah. entertained. Yeah, or entertained. If you're not going, or, yeah. if you're sitting on your couch, you must be on your screen of some sort. One of the biggest problems with yeah. the phones that are so accessible is that you constantly are grabbing them to check yes. something. You can't even sit in the line at McDonald's or whatever for or five minutes. Or on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Whatever it is, you can't do it. Yes. You get into a place where you're, where was I? I was somewhere the other day, and I I did something. I was not on the toilet, <laughs> but I was somewhere, and I went. Nobody's going to believe you now. I don't have my phone. What am I oh. going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and... There's a part of you, after a while, you're like, this is pretty nice. Yeah. But at first, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do with myself now that I don't have anything to do? I, you know, you think back to car trips when you used to 
right? Yeah, when you were a kid before they had phones. Or like little TVs in the back. Yeah. yeah. I, we I didn't never, have that. Never had that. Never, never had that. My niece uh, and nephew did. Yeah, did my not. cousins did too, but we didn't have that. We had games like the alphabet game or the yes, the license, license plate, plate game yes, or yes. find a color. Ugh. Take but a nap. still, yeah, we <laughs> slept a lot too. <laughs> Those are good times. Where you can be creative mm-hmm. and you can yeah. realize that your value is not just in you just constantly being busy. Yeah. So make sure that you do build in some boredom time and let yeah. your kids play. I think that's I, a really good thought, you know, because also not only does it, you have to be creative in that moment, but you kind of have some time to, to think and to mm-hmm. contemplate about, I mean, not that it's going to be super deep for it at a seven-year-old's level, uh, but kind of there's space at least for thinking and contemplation and and you need that. Meditating, yeah. I mean, now as a parent, that's all you want. Yeah. Is to get yeah. just I a just little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> little bit of time. True. And, true. you know, that's not that you don't appreciate your kids. I love my kids. But when I get home in the morning and Zoe's still sleeping for a few minutes, I'm yeah. like, hey. And when I get home in the morning, I go work out really early. And then I come Super home early. and she's usually awake. And that means you got to go. You got to fix breakfast. You got to set some stuff up and you got to you know, spend some time with her, which is great. And I do love those times and I wouldn't give those times up for anything. But when you can just get home and go, well, like yesterday, my kids went to my parents, Paige took them and I was at home for about two hours. All right. And I was able to work on my sermon and just be quiet for a little while. That was pretty cool. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And parents need to take that time too. You have to find time to take that. Yeah. Uh, If you want to be a good parent, you got to be a healthy parent. You got to be a healthy person. But maybe the challenge is when you're in the waiting room at the doctor's mm. office or in the line at the f- drive through or wherever you are, maybe your challenge is to not pull out your phone, somebody, which is hard. I don't know if this has to do with anything with self-esteem, but somebody challenged me one time. They're like, hey, how often do you just sit and be quiet? And I said, never. <laughs> he said, well, that's that's pretty unhealthy. I said, but man, I get texts or phone calls yeah. or emails or He's like, well, that's you. That's a you problem. You've made yourself too busy mm-hmm. and or you, too available. You, you or, need to yeah. take your phone and you need to put it away yeah. for however long. If it's five minutes at first, do it right. for five minutes and work your way up to where you can go a significant amount of time without any connection uh, because it gives you the rest you truly need. When you're constantly on your phone and you're constantly worrying, anxiety starts to build up or stress or just work, you're not resting, even mm-hmm. if you're off. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm putting air quotes up. <laughs> uh, but it that time, it, and again, that goes back to it's time you can spend with God. Yeah. Time you can just go, God, I need to, yes. you know, we so regularly, so some of us regularly pray. And typically when we pray, we ask for something. Mm-hmm. Right. And we never stop and listen. That's true. Listen mm-hmm. for what God might want to speak to you in that moment. Right. Prayer is a two-way conversation. It's not just a one-way line. And if all you do is say, God, I need this right now, and then you keep moving on, you're, you're missing that whisper that he might be right. teaching you, uh, taking to teach you something. I'm telling you that to myself. Yeah. But it's a very valuable thing in regards to just resting and letting your kids see that it's okay to be at rest. That builds their self-esteem, even when you don't think it is. It does. It's interesting. It seems counterintuitive, yeah. but... Very it, much it so. It does. It does. It builds their self-esteem to know that they can be still and mm. entertain themselves. And I would say the last thing is simply just spend time with them. Yeah. Just spend time. Pull out a game. 
do something. Mm-hmm. Your kids love that kind of stuff. Even my older kids love to just play a. Most of them love to play a board game. I love to play I love cards. To play board games. Or yeah, <laughs> and you know it's so at this point it's so different. Yeah. Than anything else, they like it. That's fun, and then you yeah. get to all be together as a family. That's super fun. Yeah. When you have a seventeen-year-old to a five-year-old, it's hard to find a game that they all can play <laughs> and enjoy. Uh, and enjoy. Yeah, Candy we can Land. play Old Maid and Candyland quite a bit, <laughs> but the older kids need a little bit more stimulation yeah. than that. Dad does too. <laughs> Although there's plenty of times where I like Candyland. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's just yes, Candyland's great. Let's I can do that asleep. Do it. Blue. All Going the to blue. Purple. All little candies. Oh, doggone! I went back to Gingerbread Mountain. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I played a lot. Okay. <laughs> Play it a lot. Play Old Maid a lot, too. And Zoe loves playing Old Maid because she loves it when somebody else gets the Old Maid. <laughs> she is terrible. Like, she has no poker face. But it's fun. It's just fun. Wow. All right. Well, uh, oh, this I've enjoyed. I've been, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I've been sitting back, relaxing, brownstroll right? for quite some time. I might fall asleep. Well, that's the only downside of this is that I'm talking about rest and my eyes are like, hey, all right, shut time her down for, for a minute. Time for rest. Uh, but I've enjoyed this podcast. I hope yes. you, I know you have. You've been yes. saying it for a long time. I don't want the video on anymore. <laughs> it's and true. And you it's did. Great. You did a great job. It's great. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Yes, Remember to subscribe. So if you haven't subscribed already, subscribe, rate, share with your friends. Uh, Parenting Matters podcasts. We're available a new episodes Thursdays at 10 a.m. And if you've listened this far, thank you for being so committed to increasing your parenting uh, acumen. And we hope you have a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful week. Goodbye.